Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome in. Good to be back. Uh, Escaped. It felt like a dusting in Denver. You know, it was supposed to be four to eight. was more along the lines of like two. But that's okay. That's good news. Your boy's back in sunny SoCal where it's a little bit windy. And uh, about 15 people continue to celebrate the Rams winning a Super Bowl. Uh, I told you, and I I tweeted out as such when the story was was being broken, that no way Sean McVay, no way Aaron Donald retire. And, you know, it's it's fascinating to me because um, I I think some of this is just good agenting. Good agenting. Good agenting is getting your player or coach or general manager or, or on-air talent or whatever, getting them options. And the hardest thing to do is get legitimate options when you're already under contract. See, Sean McVay, he can't really leverage another job coaching against the Rams, right? You're not going to leave the Super Bowl champions who hired you when you were 30 years old and you're already under contract. They, they have no desire. There's no legal recourse for them. Plus, why would he want to? Like, they're not, it's not happening. It's not John Gruden with the Raiders who was essentially traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, that's not, we're not there. So it's brilliant agenting in that they put it out there. And I said this over the last couple of days where there was a real kind of buzz around the Super Bowl that, hey, you know, Sean McVay, maybe, I don't know, Tony Romo makes $17 million. You put him in that range. He doesn't have to go to work. Oh, he's getting married, so he wants to be around his family. It doesn't mean you don't want to be around your family. It doesn't mean you're a bad husband. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to work less. All these things can, in fact, be accurate but you don't actually have a family yet. You're not actually even married yet, although getting married this summer. And if you look at it, it's just brilliant agenting where you can push the owner to give you a new contract, which you rightfully have earned and rightfully have earned while being under contract and have no leverage from any other team. How do you create leverage when none exists? Sometimes you have to go out of the actual field that you're working in and find somebody else who potentially could be willing to make you an offer. Then you come back and you say, look, you know, I don't want to leave, but if it's 14 million and he makes eight and he has to work less and only do TV and he's getting married, he can start a family. What do you think? And for Aaron Donald, take a look at his contract. That was a six-year deal that's really the first three years are front-loaded. Now, none of it's guaranteed. 
So of course you let out there through a friend, through Rodney Harrison. You know, I could walk away. Really? Aaron Donald's a great football player. And maybe he'll have a future in TV. I mean, it's not like he's going to do the Jim Brown and go into movies. Not yet. Right? We, We don't have enough data to support that in front of the camera, he can make anywhere close to the money that he's going to make long term. He's a great football player who wants one last big payday. So what do you do? I don't know. I mean, you hit the, you know, if you finally won a Super Bowl, he's 30 years old. Maybe he walks away. Here's Sean McVay and Aaron Donald yesterday. Sean McVay just tapped me on the shoulder. He wanted to know if you were interested in running it back. Run it back! Run it back! Run it back! Run it back! Give it up for Aaron Donald! What a stud! Everything! We, we, we built the super team. We can bring the super team back. Why not run it back? We could be world champions. Yeah! I mean, look, I'm sure at some point Stan Kroenke pulled him inside and said, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. It'll get done. Something about liquor, which there was a lot of during the victory parade, ends up taking away any sort of, you know, false bravado over potential, uh, potentially leveraging your current job for a future job. But I think it's pretty obvious to everybody, even before Sean McVay's fiance put out that he's not retiring, that Sean McVay wasn't going anywhere. That Aaron Donald's not going anywhere. That this is just simply a way of creating some sort of... in. some sort of thought, just planting a seed that, you know, I got a lot of money. I got the rest of my life. Maybe I could. And that's where the owner steps in and says, don't worry, we'll take care of you. That's my read on it. You know, do I think McVeigh wanted to, to go to television? No. Do I think eventually he will? Sure. Why not? Why not? At, at some point you can do it. And as I've told you the last week and a half here, the money Romo is making, the show that the Mannings are doing, the freedom that you can have, at some point you do. And it's coaches and players. Calvin Johnson actually kind of started this, right? Calvin Johnson had all his faculties and he had a ton of money and he was like, you know what? I'm just done. I'm good. I got a bunch of money. I got one gigantic record. And I'm just going to go and be a, a great businessman. Now, Calvin Johnson, if you listen to many of his quotes, I would say if you did a psychological profile, there's, there's still, um, there's, he, I'm sure he misses not just the guys and the team, but he also feels like he missed out on the opportunity to compete at the very top, you know, in the Super Bowl, in the NFC Championship game when he's with the Lions. Like, there's a reason that there's, um, th- there's more than just, Hey, they wanted their signing bonus back that there's some negative feelings there. There's the, you had me for this long and we couldn't really compete. And now Matt Stafford leaves and wins the Super Bowl. I'm sure Calvin Johnson sitting there going, should have forced my way to being traded. That's what happens with everybody. We're, we're, a, we're, a, we're, we're humans, you know, and it's very human to point out to your parents what Johnny gets to do. How late he stays up at his house. You can call it envy or jealousy or 
just, you know, trying to make equal comparisons. But we see the grass and we think that it's always greener. We see that Romo has no Super Bowl wins. And Troy Aikman wants Romo money. The Mannings are, are to be envied. I mean, look at this trend. Sean Payton walks away. I'll try it for a year or two. Probably goes back into coaching. Peyton Manning, always want to be an owner, run a team. I'll try this for a couple years, see how it goes. Do I think Sean McVay was actually going to leave? I don't. But do I, and I, do I think it was a brilliant leverage play? I do. But was it just smart enough and just possible enough that there was some legitimacy to it if the Rams dug in their heels like, nah, man, we got you under contract. We're not giving you a penny more. And a 36-year-old, two-time Super Bowl appearance, one-time Super Bowl champion coach, Sean McVay, would have commanded into seven, probably into eight figures if he really wanted to dig in and do it. But when you broadcast, you missed even the losing locker rooms. You missed not just the victory parades, but handing out the game ball. You missed the grind of the week and the breaking down the film. And even if you do it as a broadcaster, to what ends? To what ends? I, I think that, you know, they did they give away any leverage yesterday at the parade? Probably. But I'm just guessing that they were told sometime between when the Super Bowl concluded and that victory parade that Stan Kroenke... It's not a blank check, but he'd take care of him. Sug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so if Aaron Donald and Sean McVay are staying in L.A., they have Matt Stafford. We'll see about OBJ. We don't even know when he'll be back or how he'll be or if he'll be healthy, whatever. But you can you know what you got in L.A. You think you know what you have in San Francisco with Trey Lance, and they got to figure out with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what you have with the Chargers. You know what you have with the Chiefs. You think you know what you have with the Raiders. What about Green Bay? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. John Middlecoff's going to join us in a second. Uh, he's awesome. Former NFL scout, host of the Three Now podcast. We'll talk the Super Bowl, but we'll also talk about this topic. You know, um, Andrew Brantz joined, joined us. Now, he, he still believes Aaron Rodgers will leave Green Bay, but he believes that Aaron Rodgers' uh, discontent initially was about his contract. It was about money. It's interesting he points that out because this is what Daniel Jeremiah said yesterday on the show in regards to what people in the NFL are telling him ultimately will end up with Rodgers. At the Super Bowl, you see a lot of people around the league and the expectation from everyone I talk to is Aaron Rodgers is going to get a new contract in Green Bay and he's not going anywhere. That if there's a quarterback leaving Green Bay, it was more likely to be Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. So that's kind of the expectation from the, from the guys I talk to. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, yeah, that, that 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 makes sense. You know what? You know what makes you feel a lot better when you get a new contract. And and it was it's a hard read. We're reading somebody's words, and they those words they contradict themselves. And on one hand, it did seem like he was talking past tense about the last 17 years. On the other hand, he was talking glowingly about his relationship with his head coach. And apparently there's been some mending of the fences with the front office. Doug Gottlieb show rolls on Fox Sports Radio. Um, speaking of friends, John Middlecoff's a friend. 
also an avid golfer. Can you believe that thing just went up in flames like that? Like that was a gigantic fire and a historic structure. Yeah, you know, I've had the opportunity over the years to go to a couple just, you know, pretty legendary golf courses. And, you know, a lot of the times they're clubhouses, not some modern sweet operation, right? It's, I mean, just I've never been there, but looking at the pictures, it looked like pretty old. And like you said, some just times, you know, the insulation, who knows, the wiring. Again, it's just kind of rackety old wood. I, I bet I bet if we Googled it, that thing was built probably yeah, in the 10s or yeah. the 20s. Yeah, 20s, 20s. Yeah, no, no it's, things are built out of wood. Like, like, and we're on in Eugene, and it's funny. We were talking uh, with Justin Herbert last week, and we were talking about old Matt Court, right? Matt Court's where uh, uh, Oregon used to play. And I was like, why didn't why did why did they ever move out of Matt Court? And you, you ask them, they'll tell you, like, that thing's a tinderbox. You can't redo it. It's all built out. It's completely out of wood. You know, locally sourced wood that was built. You know, early early. You know, I, I think it was it was in the forties or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, those structures are built out of wood and. When they go, they go in a hurry. Well, and think about it. College sports, you know, you get to go around to some when you're doing these games is the complete opposite, right? There are so many of these big programs now, it's completely modernized. <laughs> it's the opposite of the look of the Oakland Hills or what you, if you go to Olympic Club or, you know, some of these. I was at LA Country Club, you know, a month ago. It just, it's just kind of old brag, school. That's a humble brag right there. It's a humble, yeah, a little humble. Right you know, I know, know a few people. Uh, all right, let's let's get to the game because I haven't talked to you since the game. I know you have a pod, you had a pod out right after the game. Three nouts the podcast, by the way. Um, I, I have my own thoughts, but as a football guy, what what did you what were the couple things you walked away thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you've seen this once Robert Woods went out and early on when Odell Beckham hadn't got his footing yet. Their running game had been pretty much non-existent, so they had been very dependent. Uh, not just Cup, but Higby. Higby's a stud. So once you remove him, you know, they became kind of one-dimensional offensively, despite having, you know, a very talented quarterback. And, you know, I, I call him an elite coach. It, it's just hard. You know, if, if I take away Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle from Kyle Shanahan, you know, or Tyree Kill and Kelsey from Andy, that, that you're just going to look kind of pedestrian. No, I mean, so listen, I, listen, what you're saying, by the way, that was what happened to the Niners. People are like, why did the Niners stink to start the season? Like, all their guys were hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's understandable. So I, I didn't make that big of a deal with them struggling offense. It was, I, I, I got it. But ultimately, the reason that I picked the Rams, I, I thought they were going to blow them out, was just it, it's hard to overcome. Like, every team has a bad offensive lineman. Like, there is not one team in the NFL, obviously the Super Bowl champs, I, I call their offensive line pretty average, where you'd be like, at least one, probably two, you're constantly looking to upgrade. But the Bengals' offensive line is putrid. And then you factor in that they got horses up front on the other side. And, and that was ultimately the difference on top of Stafford, who, you know, I, I remember early close and covering the Raiders, some of these comeback drives. I remember he was always trying to battle to catch Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's had a lot of come-from-behind victories in his career. It's just I don't think a lot of people have watched because he played for the Lions, but – I, that wasn't to me out of character. Like he, he's done that several times, and they just, you know, went to their main horse. I, the, I mean, the better team won. Yes, I, I thought Cup was the rightful MVP, and this is this has been my argument, and I think most people have affirmed it. Which is, I'm not trying to take away from Aaron Donald, but Von Miller was was winning as well, right? The, the entire Ashawn Robinson is an outstanding player as well. Like they got four dudes up front. And Aaron Donald's the, sure. the, the, the best of them, and they're going against a weak lineup. As opposed to, and it's not like Eli Apple is, is anything great, but literally there was nobody else. It was a one-man drive. 
He was, and he had to get open, and he got open. And when they need a first down, they run the little jet sweep end around action to him, and he, he gets the first down. Like it was the last play of that game. Is I mean, it's going to go down as just one of the more remarkable accomplishments we've ever seen. I, you could argue in sports. I mean, the statistics, right? I mean, the 33 catches in the playoffs, the 148 or whatever in the regular season. What do you have? Six catches or six touchdowns in the playoffs? Whatever, 16 in the regular season. I mean, it's Jerry Rice-level stuff. And, again, I understand, and I'm a Jerry Rice guy, but the rules make it easier to, you know, catch the football. But he earned it when I went to watch him live week 18. Not that I didn't think he was, like, a Pro Bowl-level player, but, you know, did I think he was, like, Devontae Adams or, you know, Julio Jones in his prime or whatever? No. And then I watched him live, I'm like, this dude can really play. I mean, he he is – and it's cool. I mean, that's something that, you know, all this Stafford Hall of Fame talk, which I, I thought was kind of stupid just because he's 34. I mean, he could play another seven years, and he's going to win a lot probably if McVay, you know, stays on board. Cooper Cup's building up a Hall of Fame career, right? Already been to a couple Super Bowls. The stats are going to be unreal. He just won the Super Bowl MVP. Like, maybe we start keeping an eye on that guy headed to a Hall of Fame trajectory. No, no question about it. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I did think that while, while we can point out – um, who was open in the last play? Uh, T. Higgins was open on the last play. I thought second down. I thought, yeah, it's a second. I thought second down was where they screwed up, right? You, you know, I mean, look, you combined on the previous drive, you have a guy who hadn't had a drop all year, drops one on third down, close to the first down. That gives the Rams new life. But then they, they they're down three. They got a money field goal kicker. They're playing in a dome. They're at the fifty yard line, second and one. Just get the first down. Just get the first down, and I don't care who your red, who your two-minute back is. Your best running back should be on the field. I, I don't, I don't understand why they're throwing, taking a shot on second and one when just get the first down, get another first down. You're in field goal range, and then worry about taking shots. Yeah, to me, and I haven't seen this anywhere unless Mixon, you know, couldn't breathe or you know, capped out of that play. There is no reason, you know. I think the third down play when they went to Pirine and they could have just given the rock to Mixon, or maybe this was the drive before, where it's just, I mean, Joe Mixon is a top five running back in the NFL, and I understand, you know, forever, it was like, change of pace back, different. When you just have an elite guy, a, a, a pro bowl guy, you ride him like a horse, and to me, that was a huge mistake, because on the flip side, right, when they had to have it on that fourth and one, it was going to cup, no matter what, and they're just like, well, probably the easiest way to guarantee they get him the ball is just on that sweet play. Uh, to me, uh, you might just go back-to-back plays with Mixon because it's not like Mixon is some tiny little finesse back. He'll run guys over. That, to me, is where Zach Taylor you know, kind of blew the game. Stuck Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, let's, let, let's, let's look forward now. Daniel Jeremiah said yesterday that guys in the NFL are saying Rodgers is going to get a new contract. The only guy that will be leaving Green Bay is, is Jordan Love. That's what he's hearing. Are you hearing the same? Uh, I, from what I know is that a lot of people are unsure. I, I feels like most people still believe he's going to end up in Denver. I saw today the news that they re-signed uh, Tom Clements. Remember, he was the guy that Rodgers was pissed about when they let go his quarterback coach. So that that is something, you know, we had talked about it whenever the last time I talked to you about Nathaniel Hackett being hired a little basketball. This yep. feels a little basketball-y too, right? Bring back his guy, make him happy. Uh, I, I, I thought the whole time – if Aaron Rodgers is adamant on leaving, it's not about football because the, the pure football 
staying in Green Bay by far gives him the best chance to win because Devontae would stay. The division stinks. It's an easy way to get home playoff games. It's not even arguable. But it might just be as simple, and you've moved before. He doesn't want to live there anymore. Yeah. You know, and or, his or belief, he he's so new. good. Or, or he wants to try yeah. something new. And so Denver is a pretty, you know, prime opportunity. Good town. Peyton still lives there. I don't think it's that outrageous. I, I still believe that he will be a Denver Bronco. But I, I do think if, he, if people in his ear, which who knows who that is, but just the football people, Devontae, like we have a chance to keep winning big here. Like we, if he stays in Green Bay, I mean, their over-under for wins will be like 12. I mean, they, them and the Rams will be the heavy favorites to win the NFC until we see what the hell Trey Lance can do. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Did you buy for any one second that Sean McVay would retire? No. I mean, he's 36 years old. He... I don't believe he's going to coach for like the next 20 years, but you know, his, what's his value to Stan Kroenke? Honestly, $20 million a year. Yeah. It was just a leverage play, right? I mean, like my yeah. way of looking at it is you can't, you can't leverage another coaching job, but this one you can, and you look at what the top end is making. It's above what he's making. I, do I think it's reasonable that he would walk away at 36? No, but my, my guess is that that's what that was about. I also think when you truly read the quote, he wasn't really saying that. I, I don't even think he was thinking like that. He knows he's going to get paid. And maybe, you know, there have been stories before that he's battled with Stan on his last contract extension. This one's a little different. He just won the Super Bowl. Yep. And I, I think – And he recruited the quarterback, agree, by the way, too. You know, right? Like, let's, like, let's be honest. Les might have got the deal done, but everybody credits him for deciding that Stafford was the guy. They were both in Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. Well, think about this. The three Shanahan guys that are successful, LaFleur, Shanahan, and McVay. LaFleur is not the face of his franchise. Aaron is. McVay and Shanahan are the face of their franchises, bigger than any player. Like when I think the Niners, I think Kyle Shanahan. When I think the L.A. Rams, I think Sean McVay. And clearly both those guys bring an element to their franchise that without them, they would be in major trouble. I'd have no problem if I was either owner. I mean, Kyle already makes more than Sean McVay. If you tell me Sean McVay makes eighteen to twenty million dollars on his next contract, and you can argue, well, you know, he's only won one Super Bowl, I, I get it, but you know, you factor in cost of living and inflation. I, I don't think it's that outrageous. No, plus there's no salary cap on on. Uh, yeah, who even cares? Cap on I mean, Stan's got so much money it doesn't even matter. Right? It's like he he wrote a billion dollar check so that St. Louis would leave him alone. I know, just go away. (laughs) He wrote a billion dollar check. Leave me alone. Here's your money. Goodbye. And now here's my $5 billion stadium. Do do you think, and you have a better feel for the LA market, like I I mean, once you win down there, I I know they're not the Lakers or the Dodgers, but they're pretty relevant, aren't they? With Sean and Super Bowl champs and their star players. Like they feel, you know, they've done a pretty good job these last couple years of just winning. And obviously once you win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... You know, sports teams are, are, are tricky. Uh, they're still, I would guess, and, and maybe we could poll the guys. You know, uh, John Ramos, uh, who's our technical director, um, he's, a, he's a longtime Rams fan. But you have to understand kind of the dynamics of it. Like, remember, the Rams, they weren't in L.A. since the, what, the 70s, right? They were in Orange County. So they weren't really L.A.'s team. L.A. was a Raiders town. And then the Raiders left, right? And then it was like a Cowboys town, and, uh, you know, Cowboys, USC, 
Um, yeah. I'd say you know Steelers are big, Packers are big, all the franchises that won, but especially the Cowboys because they did training camp there and they've they've all, they've stuck the flag in the ground. They're, that's big. And then you know all the other teams that have been good, people or you're from that area, whatever. And then Niners are still are pretty big. And then the Rams, are like yeah, they got a nice following. I mean, I, I I think people have turned their attention to the Lakers and whether or not they'll turn it around or trade somebody at the end of the season more than, than, than the Rams. Uh, guys, my Jay Stu, what, what do you think? Am I speaking out of turn? We lost Jay Stu. Anyway, that, that's, that, 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 that's my th- thoughts on it. Uh, John Middlecoff, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox sports radio. Oh, okay. So um, what do you think happens with Deshaun Watson? Well, I, I was actually thinking about this this morning because I saw that he said that, you know, Tampa and Minnesota, just like I, Minnesota, just because I mean, he thinks him and Justin Jefferson are buddies. Yeah. Uh, like, who in there, like, when is this stuff going to go away? I heard something the other day that he has to individually go to each girl. Like, it has to, it's not like an overall case, it's each individual ones. Are we sure that free agency is less than a month away. Are, are we sure that this thing's going to be settled? Why, why, why would anyone just assume that in a month or two months or five months? I, I, I am not confident at all this is going to go away. Now, at this point in time, maybe teams have had a lot of time to do their due diligence. Maybe they feel comfortable. Uh, maybe a team like Tampa, if he says, you know, because he has the no-trade clause, is desperate. You know, they just want to fill a quarterback, and maybe some of these teams get really aggressive with them, and it's Houston wouldn't care, right? They'll want to get rid of them. But I, I just wonder, you know, if these teams with this hanging over him until it clearly is gone are going to pull the trigger. Now, I, you know, you would never, you know, in pro sports, we have a long history of showing us that teams will. But, I, you know, in this day and age, you just, I, I wouldn't discount that. You know, just a GM feeling totally comfortable. Uh, until what you know, even if like ten cases go away, but there's still five, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, unless I because there's no way you would have the information. It, it would all be hearsay and you know, doing detective work on your own. But you wouldn't truly know because no one truly knows. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I I agree with you. It is a it's a it's a weird one. It's a very weird one. What's the coaching hire? I mean, Lovey Smith is the one that's just odd. But outside of that, what's the coaching hire that people are questioning the most? Uh, that's a pretty good question. I mean, I think the, the Bills won. You know, the Bills crew going to New York was pretty basic. You know, I, I think a lot of people the last several years have tried to go with the young hot shot. And, you know, it's eventually – is LaFleur a great coach or did he inherit Aaron Rodgers? Now, he did a good job of getting him going, and I give him a lot of credit. But if you would have given LaFleur the Giants job, would he still be employed? So Kevin O'Connell, who, you know, I've, I've followed his career since he was at San Diego State as a player. Yeah, this guy, I would imagine most NFL fans three years ago had never really heard of him as some, like, up-and-coming future head coach. And then, boom, gets back with McVay and in one year as a head coach – uh, now, he inherits some talent on offense, but, you know, I, I, I do think that some of these young guys, you know, are, maybe are McVay and Kyle kind of more outliers, right? They, they've been around football their entire life, that every guy that's this 37, 38 is just going to have success. I mean, you saw Robert Sala last year, who, you know, I think is 40 years old. You know, he's a good guy, and he, he handles losing pretty well, but it was a disaster, an absolute disaster, 
And I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, I would just start betting against these young guys just taking over the league year in, well, year out. I didn't, didn't we, wasn't Zach Taylor in the, in the Super Bowl? I mean, he's a, he's a young guy. And granted, you have Joe Burrow. That helps. That was a big thing, though. It is a big thing. But, I mean, like, look, there's other coaches with good quarterbacks that, you know, uh, uh, that, that, aren't, uh, that aren't as successful. So I, I, it's, 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 it's fascinating. Fascinating. Well, I, I'll give you one. I, this popped in my head would be the Bears. They have a young quarterback who has a long way to go, and they hired a defensive coordinator as their head coach. You know, Uberflus, McDaniel's guy that went to Indy, and then when McDaniel's just ended up staying there, I watched his press conference, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> now, again, you, you can't. You know, Sirianni was terrible at his press conference. It was awesome as a coach. Terrible. And, and, it, it, and it was different Sirianni. This guy was just – it felt a, leg, a little like JV high school. But he, he was a good defensive coordinator for the Colts. I, I, I do just wonder, you know, I mean, Justin Fields, their success is going to hinder on him, you know, being a top 15 quarterback, like, immediately. If he's not, they're, they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I, does the defense, does the head coach, does, the defense, does that really matter? I mean, like, we look around the league and, you know, the Chargers hired a guy who's a defensive coordinator in Brandon Staley. Grant, he was a quarterback in college. But Herbert was sweet before he got there, though, right? Uh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, like we, we could kind of we could go around. I mean, like when Tony Dungy had Peyton Manning. Yeah, Harbaugh's was, got Lamar. I mean, but th- those guys are just top end coaches, right? Just yes. in general. Yes, yes. I, I think I think that that part is is fascinating. John Middlecoff, three and out is the podcast. Download it; it's outstanding. Uh, links this weekend. What do you what do you what do you got? Yeah, this weekend. I mean, probably tomorrow. Friday. We'll go a little three-day weekend this weekend with uh, with no football. That's good. Good to be you. It's the end of my prime season. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. Later, Doug. See ya. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Let's get to a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer. Byer. What's today? Doug, the game today is... I feel a draft. All right, a little chilly. It is a little windy, a little chilly in uh, Southern California today. Maybe a little bit warmer than it was yesterday, but still the winds are blowing. I feel a draft, two-round draft. It starts out, and I'll tell you what we're drafting in a moment, but the draft order is Doug Gottlieb's got the number one overall pick. Jason Stewart picks second. John Ramos third, or me, excuse me, me third, and then John Ramos fourth and fifth, and then we snake it uh, back We're in return. It. Snake it, okay. We are. Um, well, we let are me call. Uh, let me call John Ramos. Ramos, would you? I will trade you the first for the fourth and the fifth. Mm, interesting. Mm. You don't even know what we're drafting, <laughs> so you already want to trade down. <laughs> we are drafting who we think will win Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Super Bowl um, 57 in Arizona a year from now. Um, didn't I offer up a tease as to what we were drafting? Oh, I, well, I didn't announce it to the uh, to the oh. to the audience. Okay, yes. that's fine. I, I, I teased Super it. Bo- so, yeah, well, who's who's going to win next year's Super Bowl? Uh, new audience every five minutes. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's the radio rule. And whether on the ones. Yes. Um, <laughs> All right. Now you can do your wheeling and dealing. Okay. So uh, Ramos, fourth and fifth for the first. Uh, is it because you don't feel like you you have a champion that's hardcore, or you don't think I'll... the, the, my why I want to do it has nothing to do with whether or not you want to make the trade? Okay. <laughs> do you want to trade the fourth and the fifth pick for the first overall pick? No, 
I think I want to hear who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. I like it, Byron. Would you like to? Would you like to take the th- the third and the fifth, third and the sixth for the first? Sure, I'll do that deal. Okay, I remember, like, I'm, I'm not, not giving you the eighth, just the third and the sixth. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll okay. just take one pick and one pick overall. And yeah, I'm actually okay. going to take the team that's atop the odds uh, at Bet River Sportsbook at plus 750 to win next year's NFL championship. That would be the Buffalo Bills. I will take the Buffalo Bills of finally ending the jinx. And I will take my one pick and be happy with it and watch the draft from my draft room. Jason, okay. you are up at number two. All right, you took mine. Um, so I'm going to take. I'm going to say the NFC has a third straight champion, a third straight different champion, and Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers to the Ooh, Super Bowl championship a year it. from now. And by the way, that's on Fox. Yes. Uh, in case you, in case you wanted to set your DVRs now. Oh it's yeah, on guess, Fox, yeah. yeah. Oh hey, Super Bowl's on Fox. Honey, remind me, Super Bowl's on Fox next year. It's on Fox. Twelve hours ahead. We got, Twelve we hours got, ahead. We got screwed up this. Year we were watching. We were watching CBS, and we didn't <laughs> know what to see. You remember? You're like, what are you? What's on? I don't know what's on. It was on NBC the whole time. It's on Fox next year. Packers okay. plus thirteen hundred, according to Bet Rivers, to Packers. win the Super Bowl. You got to say Packers. 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 All right, Doug, you've got this pick number three overall. Actually, it's Doug on yeah this one, then two Ramos and Doug again. Yes, I'm going to take uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs go on. I mean, they're in an AFC Championship game all last four years, two of which are Super Bowls. They still have Pat Mahomes. They still have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. Got to figure the rest out. I think the Chiefs. Plus 800 are the Kansas City Chiefs. John Ramos, you have two picks. I will take the Rams, and then I will take the Chargers. The Chargers. Ooh, the Chargers. Rams at plus 1,100. The Chargers at plus 2,000, according to Bet Rivers. Doug, you are up at number six. I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys, guys? How about them Cowboys? I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. Plus Dallas Cowboys. 1,400 for, for the Cowboys. Doug, by the way, Chiefs and Cowboys, his two picks, with another pick coming up after Jason's selection. Yeah, this is a tough one, um, but I think I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that the 49ers, ah, second-year quarterback <laughs> Trey Lance, Oof. advances that to was, the Super was, Bowl. That, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just be honest with you. I was torn between: do I take the Niners because he'd take the Cowboys? Do I take the Cowboys? He'd take the Niners. And and the thing was, I was like, well, maybe he'll pass because of Trey Lance. But that would have been. That was my. That was that was. That's a good pick. 49ers Very plus twelve hundred, according to Bet Rivers. Doug, your final selection. I'll take the Washington. Kidding. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'll take the New York. Stop it. Not gonna do that. Um, I am going to take the Denver Broncos. Ooh. The Denver Broncos. Now again, we all know they have to get a quarterback, but. What if they get Aaron Rodgers? Doesn't look like the it wouldn't wouldn't be the eighth pick if they got the Denver Broncos. Bet Rivers has uh, yeah. Just hold on a sec. Twenty two hundred plus twenty two hundred. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Okay, so help me out, Dan, because um, uh, y- you have a gambling problem, right? I'm, I'm kidding. Of course. Bet a hundred dollars, <laughs> you'd win twenty two hundred on that. That, w- that was my question. Yep. Game time is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero turn lawn mowers to run their businesses. And for us weekend joes, Hustler Turf also has a full lineup of residential mowers. Just go to hustlerturf.com. That's hustlerturf.com. More details about Coach K and Duke. Really interesting, juicy stuff. Next on the Doug Gottlieb Show.